lucky you, you found a bonus episode of Surgant. Surgant. When I was interviewing one of my guests for the last episode, Justin Matley, we got off on a tangent that wasn't about music, but it was about hearing and perception. Take a listen. As a post-production engineer, which is what I do, I work on commercials and promos and films and, and such. I had this conversation a lot with like filmmakers who come to me with their films and say, I need this film next. And I'm out of money or time or whatever, you know, but they realize how important it is because from a sensory standpoint, and this is true for even the most visual people that I know, you're much more easily turned off by something. If you're watching a film or a show or something, when the audio is subpar than you are if the visuals are subpar. Our brains are much more patient with weird lighting, unusual angles, strange camera work or bad cutting. We're much more patient with that. And in lots of ways, there are some genres of filmmaking that are, there's whole genres based around like shaky film work or things that are meant to look like, you know, it's on every haphazardly done. You know, sometimes they, they angle for that. They go for that look, right? Mm -hmm. But if the audio is wrong, if the audio is wrong in such a way that doesn't feel real to the scene, like if you're in the Amazon being chased by a crocodile, you expect there to be rough audio because you're in the water and in the Amazon River being chased by a crocodile, right? You're not paying attention to audio. I think the audience understands the link between what they're seeing and what they're hearing as real, right? Mm -hmm. And our job is to make it sound as well as something can within the context of what we're seeing, right? We're supporting the visuals, right? But if a scene is like, if it's an interview with somebody and there's nothing happening visually and the audio is shot over modulated or the music is so loud you can't understand the dialogue, you're not hanging in with that. Can you give me any more examples? I'm, I'm really interested in this idea of the average viewer, as your industry understands it, will be much more put off by bad audio than by bad video. You think of like Blair Witch Project or like, what was that movie with the... Uh, you know, it was supposed to look like handheld camera shot. There was like a some Godzilla animal or something in the city. And I forget the name of the movie. It was... He's thinking of 2008's Cloverfield. That whole movie largely had subpar video. From a classic filmmaking standpoint, that'd be a shit movie. You know, in terms of like, oh, what was this DP doing? Why did they cut this? Why there's no... The images aren't stabilized. The color is crazy. They didn't use any lighting for these 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 night scenes. I mean, everything. But it sounded great. It sounded great. It sounded exactly what you would hope those scenes would sound like had they only used the audio from the set for those scenes, it wouldn't have accomplished any of the emotional hits. So sure, you could say that that movie was a lo-fi movie, and it was, and it used very lo-fi visual techniques to create the ambiance. But from an audio standpoint, if it had the same lo-fi approach, it wouldn't have been a hit movie. The reason why is because the sound designers and the recording mixer were smart about how they used the sync audio, sync audio meaning the audio shot on set, and enhanced it with sound design 
that on set would have not been able to be accomplished ever. It was all done in post and music and other sound to peel out that to an audience member feels natural. You're not ever thrown out like, oh, this is added. This isn't, this isn't real. It all feels real from the average audience standpoint. So we're, we're talking like the, the sound of like sticks crunching beneath your feet as you're, as you're running through the woods away from the witch, stuff like that. I'm talking about across the board, whether it's sounds that are distinctly meant to just enhance or, or replace stuff we're looking at. So yeah, like, like what you're saying would be like hard effects. So hard effects are like... Foley sound, is that what they call it? Yeah, Foley is an, it would be an example too, like just things that are very obviously happening on scene or happening, happening around a scene, right? Versus like mood stuff, you know? So like drones or ambiance, but even ambiance can go with this. You can add backgrounds to a scene for lots of different reasons. The first and foremost would be to help smooth out everything, right? So you're adding backgrounds to replace backgrounds on set to help smooth out issues with the dialogue, issues with any other sounds. But also you're going to choose backgrounds that not only think, okay, I would hear these things if I were in this location, but also you're, you're perhaps choosing some backgrounds that help enhance a mood too. And that's kind of where the bridge between like, this is a real sound meant to reflect really what's happening as we're looking at it. But perhaps now maybe there's some like rumblings of wind, or maybe there's some ravens are, are, are cawing in the background. And in which case, now it's the crossover. Now you're crossing over from real effects added, weaved in to help solve a problem on set, right? And now you're crossing over into the emotional arena. So now you're finding sounds that find the balance between those two tools, right? And then, of course, there are sounds that are that are, of course, you're in the forest, you wouldn't hear, but are just there wholly to exaggerate a mood, like some drones or deep laughter or whatever, you know, that are just meant to to help enhance whatever mood you're trying to create. And of course, then there's music, which is, is wholly added to express some emotion. A final thought to tie everything together. If you're watching this as a video, you're seeing 24 frames per second. By contrast, most audio is recorded at 44,100 samples per second. Things wouldn't sound so good if microphones blinked only as often as cameras do. In fact, 24 hertz is right at the bottom of the range of human hearing. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of Surgunt. Surgunt. You can find more from my conversation with Justin and lots more musings on music at zogerndhome.blog.